You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast. Welcome to Voluntary Vixens, where Jesse and Maddie give a female voice to news and pop culture with a libertarian twist. Join us to stay informed and challenged while keeping it sane, peaceful, and most importantly, voluntary. Hi guys, this is Jesse with the Voluntary Vixens, and today we have our regular guest host, Maddie, and a very special guest, Britt from uh, Freckles and Britt. And um, Britt, do you want to kind of give us an overview of like what your podcast is and what you guys talk about? Uh, sure, yeah. Thanks. First of all, thanks for having me on. So of course. I'm usually on shows with um, a lot of guys with a lot of beards. So this is very good. That does does populate the, uh, you know, libertarian or, and all that kind of, all that umbrella kind of includes. uh, That's really the. Yeah. There's all of them. uh, Jessica Green and then us. Yeah. (laughs) And Freckles. So yeah, I'm uh, one half of the Freckles and Brit show. We are every Sunday morning on YouTube. We're live um, and our Twitter channels and all of the like podcast stuff. Um, But we mostly talk about liberty issues. So I guess I would say I'm a libertarian. I I am. I'm registered as one, but really my goal is to promote liberty. So um, at the end of the day, I really don't I, I don't really care what you call yourself mm-hmm. as long as your end goal is to promote liberty. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have a lot of different like guests on our show that kind of span the liberty um, community. Like we've had Adam Kokish, but we've also had Austin Peterson and I like them both. I'm friends with them both. They think some of the same things and some very different things, you know, um, uh, uh, freckles, Tends Freckles is a libertarian too. Um, she would call herself now a weed publican after this last <laughs> election. Um, I I don't really even know where I'm at on that spectrum anymore. But um, our goal on the show, first of all, our biggest goal is to basically get stoned and have someone to talk to on Sunday morning. So uh, if anyone has any misconceptions, that's like really what we do. Um, but. <laughs> Second of all, we like to promote liberty on a local basis. So I'm in Los Angeles, uh, Freckles is in somewhere in Colorado, Um, and we try and find people mostly that are in their community doing things like people that work for y'all who I know a lot of people don't, you know, they're controversial or people in their community that are maybe... Uh, libertarians or liberty-minded people running for local office or people like me who try and make the public school system um, not a just complete hellscape because Gestapo. We, <laughs> yeah. yeah basically like um, and I think when we started we didn't think it was controversial but it is seems to be Amazingly really controversial yeah because people um, we get more flack from I guess the anarchy side of liberty than anyone else because it's like they feel like maybe we should just not be doing anything um where my idea personally I don't want to speak for freckles because she's not here but she would probably go along with most of this um the only big argument we've ever had is 
is which way the toilet paper roll goes. So, um, but I feel like if you're in a position to say, I have the power to end the Department of Education, say like, yes, let's do that. But since we can't, let's mm-hmm. do what we can. Let's work for school choice. Let's work for, um, you know, having uh, tax dollars uh, follow the child until we could just stop having tax dollars being used altogether for mm-hmm. public education because it's trash. It's, it's just trash. So what I find myself doing a lot of times is rearranging chairs on the deck of the Titanic. But I think somebody has to do it because that's the only way that we can, I I see a path to move forward right now. So that's the gist of the show. And I would say, you know, there's um, to that, you know, the deck of the Titanic, uh, there's a bunch of different things you could be doing while being stuck on the deck of the Titanic. So kind of might as well survive while you can, right? Um, make the most of it while you can and sort of buy time. Um, yep. The fact that like, that you are working kind of to make things better in the public school system, I imagine that means you're a mom or just a very- um, I, I uh, am a mom. Citizen. <laughs> yeah, I, know, I don't know if that would be weird or like super like, uh, admirable but no I am a mom I have two children I have a son with type 1 diabetes he um, was in a private uh, preschool and when he started kindergarten he he um, we realized really quickly the huge gaps in education especially for children with disabilities um, it, it seems to be a focus on if you have an educational disability, they can find some help for you if you push for it. If you have a disability like my son has, where he spends half his day in the nurse's office because they, I don't know, I don't know why, um, mm. then it just seemed to constantly be an issue and you're, you're constantly struggling. And it's it's ridiculous for someone like me who lives in Los Angeles and pays an absorbent amount of property tax that mm. goes to the education system and to not be able to reap benefit from it. So um, I, I struggled to do what I could. And I decided at the end of the day that my kids weren't going to be the guinea pigs in this public education system. I would pull them out and homeschool them my damn self. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're doing now. Um, and it just happened to be in the middle of a pandemic. So I guess it's not the worst thing for a kid with a, you know, a, a compromised immune system to not be in the school district right now. But at the same time, I feel like I still need to work towards that. So um, because not every kid and not every parent has the opportunity to just pull their kid out and be like, you know what, we'll educate them ourselves. Um, So it's really important to me to just kind of continue that, that fight um, as long as, as long as they can. And the goal really at the end of the day is to just not have taxpayers paying for public education because it's subpar. There's nothing else in life that you would pay, um, that you would continue to pay for that gives you subpar service every single time. You just wouldn't do that. You wouldn't continue a contract with that. In fact, you would take someone to court over that if they continued to try and make you pay for something like that. So I don't understand why we let it happen with, you know, within government and within Mm -hmm. things that we pay taxes for. Um, I don't ever agree with Joe Biden ever 
ever, not <laughs> once. But today I did when he said that politicians don't have the power. They, they don't have the power to, uh, to oppress you or to lock you down or whatever he said in a stupid old man tweet. But uh, he <laughs> said that the American people have to allow that. And you know what? He's absolutely right. So the American people, it's important that we stop allowing it. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. And if it's just me that has to do it and keep yelling at people in my community, um, then that's fine. I'll keep doing it. Like I said, it sometimes feels like rearranging chairs on the deck of the Titanic, but what else can I do? My only other option is to sit back and go, what, go, ah, you know what? My kids, like my kids are going to get homeschooled. I'm going back to school to get my teaching credential. So they're going to be fine. Um, I'm not going to worry about these other people. Like, and I'm not saying anybody else has to, but somebody else does if we want anything to change. Right. Yeah. Well, exactly. Because what you just said or what we, what you said, Biden says, and who knows who it's probably Dr. (laughs) Dr. Biden tweets for him. But um, like (laughs) that person is right. And it's scary that this is what the people have allowed. And, you know, with all the crazy, like further restrictions and regulations and um, mandates he wants to push, it's like, he, he got he feels like he got the mandate to do so um and is allowed to do whatever he wants even though seriously it's like have you not been paying attention i know you've been in a basement this whole goddamn year biden but like have you been paying attention <laughs> to all the all this all the measures that you're proposing like we've tried things and none of them have worked i'm side note i'm reading um jeffrey tucker's liberty or lockdown and damn it if it's not so good and um anyway but yeah like so okay in an ideal world like okay we can homeschool our kids and then they'll live alone amongst themselves yeah forever but that's yeah is that what we really want and his tweet I, i pulled it up it said in america politicians can't assert take or seize power it has to be given by the American people. We can't ever give that up. The will of the people must always prevail, which is funny since they stole an election. Yeah. I'm yeah. allowed to say that. Uh, <laughs> but the thing that really just hit me right at the core that I think a lot of people are angry about is that it's saying that it has to be given by the American people. A lot of people disagreed with that, but that's the truth. There's more of us than there are of them. And that includes all the people that are holding the guns for them. So mm-hmm. we really have to think mm-hmm. about that because what he's saying in essence is like, you, you let me do it. That's what yeah. this feels like. This yes. feels like that's what it feels a man like. that cheats on his wife and she doesn't leave him. And he said, what are you going to do about it? That's, that's yeah. what it is. You it's, let me honey. Right. That's exactly yeah. what it is. It's almost like a revelation of the method too, where it's like, this is what I'm going to do to you. So don't be surprised, you know, yeah. with the more encroaching this, that's going to happen over the next four years. Yeah. Or and it's, however and it's long a, he lives. And it's okay because I've been granted this permission, right? I mean, I like, told you I was people. doing this and you keep letting me do it. So, yeah. That's, it is, uh, yeah. It is abusive to say the least. It's, I mean, uh, yeah. I don't know that it's going to be him. I don't know. This really didn't make it onto the like news stream or anything. I didn't see it in Liberty Twitter. I haven't really seen it on Facebook or anything. But I think Christmas Eve, he was interviewed and he had said that um, 
when him and Barack Obama disagreed, that he said if there was a disagreement that they couldn't come to, that he would have, you know, faked an illness or all of a sudden got yeah, yeah. I, I remember that. Thing he would do with Kamala Harris. Yeah. That's like, why would you do that? You're the president. And yeah. So was he setting us up, which I think he is, because in four years, I never heard anyone say Trump Pence administration. But by gosh, if I haven't heard everyone say Biden Harris administration, Mm -hmm. I, I mean, can you guys think at any time in history where we really commonly almost every time we talked about an administration, we included the VP? Yeah. We almost yeah. never do. It's like they're setting us up for this and they're letting us know exactly what they're going to do. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, it seems it seems really odd. I mean, and I, you know, I tend to be a lot more like. I pay attention to the culture that's going on around me and, and I do, I, I listen to a lot of conspiracy podcasts and stuff like that. And a lot of them keep talking about just the thing, just watching certain movies like uh, our television shows like Utopia. I don't know if you've ever seen that on, um, is it prime or it's on prime. Yeah. I kind of refuse to watch it. Utopia is legitimately it. telling us exactly what's happening right now with the vaccines. I don't need, I don't need more of it. <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, I really do feel like a lot of these people kind of use Hollywood or um, commercials or um, television shows to let it to kind of tell us what they're going to do to us. It seems like it just keeps happening. And it's okay. now it's like torpedoing faster and faster, the more stuff that's coming out. Uh, yeah, they they absolutely are. I don't know if you how much you guys know about me. My husband's actually in the film industry. Oh so yeah. Didn't know that, but now Los Angeles makes that much more sense. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so he is on set all the time and there is, um, definitely there's a push for things to, to, as it always has been to let us know in culture, what is morally acceptable and what's not. Mm -hmm. Um, and Hollywood has always kind of driven that. Um, I was on a show actually a couple of weeks ago where we we're talking about liberty and in, in um, culture and in movies and TV, um, which I absolutely should not have been a part of because I don't watch a whole lot of movies and TV. Like if you want to talk about a Fellini film or a Stanley Kubrick film, like I'm your girl. But if you want me to tell you anything that's going on, like right now on television, I couldn't. So, <laughs> but well, it's uh, funny that you mentioned Stanley Kubrick because I mean, a lot of his stuff is pr it's predicting what's going on right now. Yes. In, in yeah. certain ways, like even just down to like um, 2001 Space Odyssey, like, good God, <laughs> <laughs> like it's happening right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Yeah, I think Hollywood is always kind of, you know, let you know what's morally acceptable and what's not and where the line is and where it shouldn't be. And people, for some reason, tend to go with that. I could remember even... Um, years ago when I was in college in the nineties, um, uh, sitting in a philosophy class and people talking about movies and things like that. And the professor slamming his hand down on the table and go, this is what is wrong with your generation is that you think that movies are morality. And it mm -hmm. just always stuck with me. Um, especially mm -hmm. since the professor was like 60 and his 18 year old girlfriend was in the class sitting next to me wearing terrible makeup, but that's just a side <laughs> story. Because I'm but I remember always thinking that, that 
most people, that's where they tend to pick up their morality from because they watch um, what's happening on a film or on a TV and they want to emulate that. And somehow it's changed into that's where values come from. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so oh. I, I feel like what we're seeing though, and I don't know if you feel this way, Britt, but I remember growing up in the 90s too. And then I was a big, I like to watch a lot of independent movies back in the early and mid 90s. And a lot of these movies would never get made today. Um, you know what I mean? So and I remember like, especially a lot of like really, I, I watched like the big David Lynch movies, but I also watched like the obscure ones. And I feel like a lot of his movies talk a lot about Hollywood and how like actresses and actors are sort of like absorbed into this like system and then chewed up and spit back out in a lot of these movies, you know? And I don't know if they would ever make something like that today, which I think the reason why that's important is because he's telling you these, these actors are not, you know, the people that you should be listening to for like lessons on how to live your life. Like they're just part of this ethics. Yeah. They're eaten up by the system just as much, you know? Yeah. um, I don't think so. I just think overall the cultures changed so much um, that, those films just wouldn't be made today. There's a there's a film, um, I don't know if either one of you ever saw, La Dolce Vita. It was like a mm-hmm. Italian film, it was like a dramedy. Um, it was from, I think like six, 1967. And I remember watching this film for the first time and I've watched it um, thousands of times since. Um, it was a take on Italian culture, really one of the first paparazzi films and how mm-hmm. this paparazzo was watching everything that was happening in this high society and the degradation and all of the things that happened. And by the end of the film, spoiler alert, but if you haven't seen it, it's been out for like 70 years. It's your fault. (laughs) (laughs) uh, He becomes one of them. And at the time it was basically a lesson on morality and, you know, who you choose to spend your time with. Mm -hmm. That film could never be made today because half a lot of the things that are in it we would just consider normal now um yeah just shaming of any type of anything saying anything is bad at all is just so frowned upon it it seems that having any sense of traditional morality in today's society according to hollywood is actually like a sin and yeah, that's, that's the sin mm-hmm. yeah that's true it feels like um like you're like the idea of having any type of like independent thought really is what gets like shot down a lot. And I think that's kind of what I liked about a lot of those like old David Lynch movies from like, you know, like the, maybe like the early eighties and some of them were even in the nineties, but I remember one that was made in the nineties that nobody really watched. I was like the only one (laughs) of my friends that watched it. But yeah, it's just a lot of it really is like um, those types of movies are like either you conform or you get consumed by it or you're like lost in the fray. And that's kind of the lessons in a lot of those movies. But yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Because I think they're remaking Dune. That's one of his films, right? Yes. Yeah, they're remaking it. So I kind of wonder how that's going to 
I'm curious about that too, because actually David Lynch did not like that movie very much. And it, um, so maybe, maybe it'll be an improvement. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it'll be better. Who knows? Yeah. So, but then, yeah. Yeah. That was a good book. I enjoyed the book. My sister just read it, I guess this past summer, maybe, or the summer before. It's hard to really tell or keep track of time when um, so much has been stolen from us this year. So, who knows? Well, nobody nobody knows how to make like an original movie either, too. I mean, I'm glad that, I mean, I kind of think that they should have done a remake of Dune, but I also am kind of sad that like, there's just no new stories coming out in Hollywood. It's always a remake of some other movie that's been made before. (laughs) Well, it's cheaper to do that. And I think that um, it's easier to kind of get a remade story made because you already know that people like the template. So yeah, yeah, it's already there. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times actors want to like not reprise a role, but take over a role that maybe they had loved. So it's easier Mm -hmm. to get them to sign on, Um, you know, things like that. Um, I think there's probably a lot of new things that could be explored, but it's hard to get someone to take a chance on any of it. And really, even when they bring something new out, it's like everything to me seems to go back to like, um, like, a biblical story or a Shakespearean story. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter what comes out at all kind of everything. What is yes. that? Like everything under the sun has already been seen. Yeah. Type of feeling. But I do get what you're, you're saying because it's always seems to be a remake and sometimes I'm excited and sometimes I'm horrified. Like if they ever said, Oh, we're going to remake labyrinth. I would be like, what the hell? No. Like, <laughs> bad. You can't do that. Don't do it. Don't like, you know, but then there's other things where I'm kind of like, oh, okay, that might be exciting to see a remake. Like, um, like Westworld. I, I really enjoy watching Westworld. And I know that that's, you know, is a kind of remake or spinoff of, mm-hmm. you know, the, an old movie from the seventies. Mm-hmm. So sometimes they do it well. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, you, like you're saying though, and I think that that's the thing is there's always like a, a lesson. I heard like, I recently was on Twitter and I was listening to or reading the comments about the new Wonder Woman that just came out and mm-hmm. they're just saying it's terrible. And, um, and it's just like the same, like feminist, like storyline <laughs> of female okay. empowerment and all this other stuff. And it's, I mean, like my my husband he likes comic book movies and he watched captain was it captain marvel with yeah, the chick, that's the one with and the chick yeah. He, yeah he was just like i couldn't he's like i was cringing the whole time because even like the songs while she's kicking and punching at everybody was like she's powerful wonderful woman and it was just I yeah <laughs> and that's one of the things I'm huge, like i'm a huge like MCU fan, anything that's Marvel, like I'm going to be any like really Avengers type thing I'm in. I loved all of the movies as it, but man, I was so disappointed, especially like someone that went to school in the nineties that like, that was when I was coming of age. I went, you know, I started high school in 1995 or 1996 and uh, to just have it be that when 
anybody that grew up in the 90s kind of knew that like girl power and feminism was a different thing then because you kind of did have to like you we were kind of like just on the cusp where we still kind of had to like fight for a place but we were also like equal we just had to remind the boys like that we're equal and now it's like this thing where like men just can't even be part of the space and it really bothers me especially like having a son I don't I don't like that I don't ever want him to think that there's not a space for him um and that if he tries to fight for space that hits him being like showing toxic masculinity or whatever bullshit Mm -hmm. term they've come up with you know this week I don't know what the cool kids are saying now but (laughs) (laughs) well it used to be it still used to be like when I was I think that you're probably about the same age I am you know in in the 90s it was like dating still was totally it's totally different now the way that kids date these days it's like amazes me that people even get together (laughs) but it's like the the male had to do most of the pursuing I mean it was a little bit more open where we could like say like hey just ask me out or whatever but you know the guy still had to do most of the work and now it's like guys don't really have to try very hard And it's so easy to just get laid (laughs) that it's like, it takes away, like, I mean, I hate to, I don't want to sound like an old lady, but I mean, if you're just going to have sex with a stranger, like what is so special about you that he's going to stay? You know? Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. I, Freckles and I have this conversation all the time. So it's kind of refreshing because most people disagree. I know. I know. I feel Uh, like I get chewed out every time I say stuff like this I am okay have sex with whoever you want especially like I I I rail against the like libertities and like the boobs on Twitter like all the time (laughs) I mock them constantly but it's not because I don't think they should do it in fact I posted a like a really provocative picture of myself just the other day the difference is, is that, honey, I'm 38. I know that party trick, all right? You're not doing this to promote liberty. You're not doing this to show you're a feminist. You're not doing this because it's your body, your choice. You're doing it because boobs get likes, all right? Yeah, like, come on, man. Likes. I knew when I posted that picture, it was an easy way to get 100 likes. And like yeah. that, that's and that's exactly what I said. I said, let's pretend I'm not being an attention whore because I said taxation is theft or something at some point. <laughs> and people were like, like, I had people DMing me being like, that was really harsh. And I was like, if it's that harsh, you are so soft. You are a fucking yeah. marshmallow. Yeah. Like, because Top that, down. yeah, I didn't say it to anyone, but yeah. like, if the shoe fits, lace that bitch up. Like, yeah. I don't know what else to tell you, you know? Way to, way to provide a good mirror, honestly. Like, yeah. And, and make people kind of see. I mean, and yeah. And I think that is kind of like the difficulty with like, the split, like I think in the libertarian world between the females, like there's like the older generation who is like, you know, give them something, give, give them something to like thirst for. Don't just give it all at once, you know? And then there's some that are just like, I'm free and I'm just going to do whatever I want. And, you know, and I'm fine with whatever. Cause I, I honestly don't even get on Twitter enough or care enough, but I mean, it's just like, you know, When it comes down to it, though, there is like a generation of females that are that are growing up right now that are becoming adults. They 
they are still trying to figure out like how to navigate in relationships. They have, they don't have a significant other, a lot of them. And they're, they don't know. I think that there's like this, they don't know if they want to be in a relationship because yeah, society kind of tells them like they don't need a man. And yeah. then, but they, but their biology says, I really would like to have a partner because I want to have a family someday yeah. or have that stability. And so it's just companionship, you know? You know? Yeah. Like we're not and I mean, meant to be alone. So. I th- yeah. I mean, I think what's happening right now, though, it's as weird as we say, I think what is going on, as strange as it sounds, is that they're using men. Um, not that they're trying so much to get, I guess, attention from a certain man to get in a relationship or have them love them, but they have traded love and consistency and respect in a relationship for um like simping and like <laughs> and the clickbait you know the fast uh, dopamine rush that you get when you get you know 10 120 likes and new followers and i mean i'm not going to lie like everybody kind of likes that like i i knew what was going to happen when i posted that picture in fact i had posted a picture maybe two or three months ago that was kind of another, a provocative picture. And I said, this is now a thought, this is now thought account. Like just basically like, you know, I, like I, I post him making fun of myself because knowing what's going to happen. Like I, there's no, I don't want there to be any misconception that I'm trying to pretend that it's anything, but what it really is. But at the same time, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to, to, to kind of make a commentary on modern society within social media it's really just a strange thing that's that's happening like nothing that happened at the end of the day I don't know really any of those people that commented in fact the only person who commented that mattered was my mother and my mother was like what are you doing and I, was like, and I felt that like kind of like oh I shouldn't be doing this and so I did what any adult does I blocked my mom on Twitter yeah you should block Bye, your mom, mom. <laughs> so Bye, i hope mom. people Hashtag yeah. block your mom yeah like if you're feeling that guilt and that shame block your mother and keep doing it um, <laughs> no, but like my mom follows me at the end of the day i mean i think is if they know what they're doing fine but i think a lot of them actually are trying to like calm themselves into believing it's something that it's not um mm-hmm. You know, and I, I will say this, the people that liked my post and stuff, I don't think that they're simps or like what reply guys or whatever. We still they, love you all. <laughs> yeah. I think most people that like, liked it, they kind of know, like they knew that it was tongue in cheek and whatever it's boobs who care. Like, that's where I'm at with it. Like, yeah. like I'm 38. I've only got a couple good years left with these things. I'm going to just put them out there while I can. Um, but yeah, like, hey, you know, uh, pretty soon they'll be at my knees and really whatever. But like, I, I don't, I, I, I do understand that like these young girls, it's a different situation because they're growing up in this. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really grow up when I was a kid. We had like CompuServe and I was allowed to be on it for 45 minutes a day, you know, <laughs> like, like seriously, I remember the first time someone like sent me, I don't know what the DM, I forget what it was called. Like it wasn't a DM, but like a message and it was like ASL. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
you know, you're like, oh, shoot, do I tell him I'm like 14 or do I say I'm 16? And like, and then your mom comes in or somebody picks up the phone and you're like, Ooh. you know, that's it. Like, that's the worst it got. Now, I see girls that I like, I feel like a, cu- a couple times where I've blocked them because I just got the feeling like they weren't over 18 and I'm not their mom. I'm not going to say anything, but I also do not want to see it. Like it scares me. It horrifies me. And I don't, it's like, I, I, I don't know that you're underage, but I don't want to be a party to it. And it wouldn't matter what I said to you anyways. So um, that's kind of, that's scary to me because it, it doesn't seem like it's getting better. But then on the other hand, we also have like, this weird dichotomy where we also have like TikTok culture where everyone's doing these like super sweet dances and stuff where it's like when I was in high school, that was not the case. Like, you know, um, we were sneaking out to do things. So I kind of, I think that a lot of what's going on is people not having real life experiences. Yeah. That's what I was just going to say. Because they're not they're They think it's all fake. So they're putting it all out there it's weird. It's just super bizarre. I, I think it amplifies it when you can't really be face to face with people or be in the same room with people. So you feel like you, you, you have to turn it up like 20 notches so that it like amplifies like the closeness and maybe. Viral. And you, and in that way you get more of a high from it. But I remember sneaking out and going to concerts and like parties and stuff like that. And, you know, like that was, the fun thing about being a teenager in the nineties, you know, there's like that, that was the underground grunge scene and all that other stuff that you were getting into. And yeah. now it's like, you have COVID that's keeping people from doing anything. There's nothing fun yeah. to do, especially yeah. if you're like in certain cities. Um, and what you have left is Twitter or TikTok, and yeah. you can Everybody's show some got screen, So <laughs> yeah, it's that tool. Yeah. I mean, when we were kids, there was four or five popular girls. Everybody else was just everybody else, which is, you know, good or bad and different, whatever, but nobody remembers what I did in high school. So I, you know, it's fine. Yeah. Now everybody wants to be a popular girl. Everyone thinks they can be a popular girl and everybody's willing to do whatever it takes to be a popular girl. And like, it's, it's scary. Like I worry about these, I worry about this generation coming up. I worry because I have a four-year-old daughter and like, what's it going to be like when she's, you know, a teenager? Um, yeah. I mean, look at the end of the day, like I said, I'm all for Liberty, not for kids though. And like, when it comes to like children, like we, like, there's a lot of authoritarianism in my house. <laughs> like you can say what you feel. Um, we can talk about it, but at the end of the day, I am in charge. Like this is not everybody, you know, we all make decisions together. Um, which is strange to me because it seems almost the opposite on a lot of, I guess, leftist, you know, parenting that I see where everyone yeah. makes decisions together, except for when you go outside then you know the government's in control like so like maybe that's their their safety net so i don't know yeah i i just um there's so many things like about the left that i don't know you you, you used to be on the left right me yeah were you a were you a um, democrat before or were you always like kind of just in I the was, middle uh, i 
I guess I, you know what? It's hard to say. Like I was, re- I, 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 the first time I voted, I actually voted Republican. Um, but I mean, I was always, I was very, I've kind of gone back and forth. I've always just been kind of independent for a long time. I had more leftist views. Like I was uh, very like pro-abortion things like that. But I would say other than that, I was pretty conservative. Yeah. See, I grew up like I'm in Tennessee. I grew up here. So I grew up around a lot of conservatives, obviously. But um, so my youth, my friends and all that stuff, we were all, you know, rebelling. So we were going to be on the left. Like we had to have a lot of leftist viewpoints and into all the talking points that the left had. And so I was really tapped into that. And now I look at where where things have shifted and i just feel like the left has gone in a whole different direction from what it used to be it's a lot more authoritarian it's a lot more um collective you know you can't have a lot of independent thought you have to kind of all agree on certain things um and it's never it's definitely not anti-war i'm i've heard friends that used to be that hated bush so much for his war um bs that now they're saying like, well, Jesse, what's your problem? What if we do have to go, you know, fight against Iran? What's your problem? If we have to do it, we have to do it. And it's like, they're making excuses for, they're already making excuses for Biden. It's what's so funny to me. They, cause they know that Biden's going to put us back over there. To do that. Exactly. (laughs) They're ready for it. The propaganda has been lathering them up with a, you know, yeah. lubricant for this. So, oh, Biden's never met a war he didn't want to be a part of. Exactly. I mean, if you want to talk about yeah. unity and bipartisanship, when it comes to wars, Biden will. I mean, Biden will join any team that's going to start a war. He yeah. loves it, despite uh, the fact that you know one was fairly responsible for his son's degradation of health and death. It's yeah. um. I really mm-hmm. wonder, I feel like it's maybe Michael Malice who's talked about it before, but on that topic precisely, as but it relates to something further, I think, is that, you know, could you imagine um, just seeing the ramifications of something so horrific and as horrific as war and then not really letting it change your mind uh, in the grander scheme or... What would be, I think, worse is that, you know, maybe somewhere deep inside the now demented brain of Joe Biden, like maybe he, there is part of him that like regrets um, being so pro-war and doesn't really want to do these things, but the deep state's going to make him and all this stuff. But it's like, I mean, to completely sell your soul and everything that you believe in and, and not only like your child's gone himself, but like everybody else's children that you're so keen on sending over there or allowing people to like make these arguments for sending people over there. And it's just, this year was crazy um, in how everything that was still going on. I don't want to say with the pandemic because it's not a pandemic, but um but the war party was still like raging on and just gearing up for more every at every turn. Yeah. 
Like, why didn't the troops come home? Why didn't everybody come home? Well, well uh, yeah, how much, like, backlash did Trump get for trying to bring the troops home? Like, that that's says a lot to me. To me is like, I says a lot. When I brought anytime, anytime you bring Trump up, it's like people call you a Trumper, which is hilarious to me because I've never voted for him. Um, <laughs> I, it's the binary thinking; they really can't get past. Yeah. You've got two uh, options. Yeah, it's so it's wild to me. Um, uh, but yeah, they're they absolutely, I absolutely agree with you that they are just um, they're being primed to want war. Yeah. They're they're being primed. And uh, against their own instincts too, like well, against everyone's own instincts. Well, why? That's why I think they keep hammering Trump into the ground, even though he's going to be gone in a couple, you know, two weeks, whatever, is because they want to make sure that, like, no matter what atrocity, no matter what horror you're about to witness over the next four years, you can still, in your mind, self-soothe by saying, at least it's not Trump. At least it's not yeah. Trump. That's because what they're having yeah. to do with yeah. these people, which is pathetic. It's, it's gonna be bad. The only good thing that we're gonna see, one one good thing that I did see is that um, Nancy Pelosi was reelected the speaker of the house. She is an atrocity. <laughs> that woman is a drunk <laughs> asshole. And I don't get why anyone in a good way. But, yeah, I'm a good yeah no she's not like she's not like a fun drunk ass i know yeah, like, no, you know? Not, she's not one you keep she's one you ditch and never call back yeah right, ever again oh and her just like nasty little like oh look at you know like that like i beat meryl like like that you know when she won again you know and she was all like gavel like oh go me Gross. it's like the thing that i kind of took solace in in that moment was that like ah, they're, they're not as far gone as, like, the media is trying to make them because they're still trying to keep the old guard in place. Oh, yeah. So there's still that for two more years. We'll see what happens. But I think when AOC votes for Nancy Pelosi, you know, she doesn't have the gumption to actually um, yeah. move the party as far left as, as everybody's saying. And I think the other good thing with coupled with that is that when we have a Democrat for president, people buy guns because everyone's afraid their guns are going to get taken away. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I think a lot more people buying guns is a good thing. I, um, I absolutely believe that an armed society is a polite society. Mm -hmm. So um, I like that. I don't like the idea of like a gun tax. I don't like any of this talk. Um, And it really, bothers me it's really going to bother me if people don't rally hard against it like we saw people in the streets rioting for i guess social justice i don't i don't know what we were pretending it's for because it's not black lives because if it was black lives then all those people would not have voted for two people that have done horrific things to make sure that black lives are just oppressed for as long as possible. They wouldn't have picked the two worst candidates. On Absolutely. A it, it's almost like opposite day. Like how yeah, like, far off the mark they got with those two. Like the psychops that had to be like, <laughs> that to happen. So yeah. whatever, if I don't see people though in the streets like that against gun taxes, then I'm probably, it's probably like the, 
the wrath that I will unleash on the Liberty community is, is just going to be like no other. Like I'm so, cause I'm just, I just know we're not going to see it. I just know it's just going to be more dudes in their mom's basements talking about how like they're waiting for the book, which also pisses me off. That's a whole nother yeah. can of girls, but like, I feel like anybody that wants a war has never seen one, but yeah. this yeah. is something that we should, you know, take to like the steps of Congress and like not allow not allow. We need to just stop it. People need to stand up and say, we're not going to do this anymore. We're not going to put up with this anymore. So, yeah, well, I think it's, I think that's true of a lot of, like on many fronts, because I think what, and I think it's important that we speak up and we keep talking out loud about it because it lets other people have the confidence to speak up because we're not just the only ones that feel this way. There are some people that are too scared to speak up, but if they see more people coming out and saying that this isn't right, this this needs to be fought against, they're going to have more confidence to be part of that movement as well. Like me and Maddie, we really, like both of us kind of work, I, I'm a nurse and I work in healthcare. She works with doctors and consults with them and stuff. So we have seen how COVID has just completely made, like I, I would not be surprised if the trust in the healthcare system has completely like fallen at this point just all the lies that we've seen. Can I ask you a question? Because this is really interesting to me and able, being able to talk to a nurse, I'd love to just pick your brain for a minute. Um, Are you getting the vaccine? Are you going to? No, no. I I, see. I'm on the other side. I don't care. I don't think anybody should have to get it if they don't want to, but I'm like, I will take your vaccine. I will take the neighbor's vaccine. Anybody that doesn't want it, I'll take it. Um, because I'm worried about my son because I've been in the hospital room with him when he got a cold and had to end up in the ER. So I'm like, Hey, I'll take it. I don't care. I don't care if I grow a second head, I'm going to take it. But being a nurse and seeing all that is this as dangerous as it's being portrayed. Well, the first, the, the thing about this vaccine is that it's not like any vaccine that's ever been made before. They've been studying it and they've been studying it. And in fact, they were actually going to, they were using the mRNA vaccine to possibly fight cancer. Yeah. That was what they were originally were studying it for. And they were testing it on animals um, before uh, for the cancer treatment as a possible cancer treatment. But what they found is that it would, they would have some animals that would die because their body would go into such an auto, um, what am I trying to say? Like What's the word? Immune response. Yes. Like they would go into such a strong, response. yeah, it would be like such a strong autoimmune response that they would go into organ failure and die. Yeah. Um, or there would be some animals, like some mammals that their bodies couldn't produce. It, it inhibited a protein that created um, placenta. So what the females wouldn't be essentially infertile for the rest of their lives. Um, and then, I mean, yeah, there's like some cases of people who have Bell's palsy and they'll say, well, Bell's palsy is, isn't a permanent thing. It, it, it goes away eventually, but it still kind of shows you like it has some kind of systemic um, neurological effect on your body. And even though the Bell's palsy fades away, what is the lasting effect? Do you know for sure that it's not something that will come back later on when you're, when you're, when you're sick or something, you know? 
Um, remains under the surface in some other way. The thing about this particular mRNA vaccine is that it really was rushed through and they never even tested it on animals. So we don't even know what it did, did to the animals first. But, um, you know, they've only studied it for like, like how many, like nine months. So you yeah, don't know what the long term effect are going to be of these things. I mean, essentially, this is a medical miracle. If it works, it works. Yeah, but, that's what I'm know. banking on. To me, I feel like you either have to take it now or you have to wait 10 years to find out what happens. And I'm like, I don't have 10 years to wait. However, I would say if I didn't have a son with a compromised immune system, there's no, I wouldn't be taking it. I'm like, that's just kind of where I'm at with it because I've seen what could happen to him. And because I have uh, comorbidities, so it's mm -hmm. like, eh, I'd rather just not chance it. Although I know a lot of people that have also gotten sick and they've been fine. Um, you know, so it just, I like, it's like, I went back and forth at first. I was like, there's no way I was doing this. And then after a while, something occurred to me that I thought was strange. This vaccine has been studied for nine months, but it was ready in April, even though we didn't get, we got locked down just in March, which makes me like, how long have they really had this vaccine? How mm -hmm. long did they really know about COVID? Because if COVID is as dangerous as it is, then the real miracle would be that they had this ready in a month. Like, and it was just waiting for trials. Um, I just don't see how that's possible because really, like you said, if this vaccine, this vaccine is a game changer, this vaccine, I think how you said they were talking about cancer, they were talking about it being able to cure other autoimmune diseases like Hashimoto's, type one diabetes, uh, hypothyroidism or hyper hypo, uh, mm -hmm. one of them. And uh, I thought, how long have they known about COVID, this, this strand of the coronavirus, and how long have they actually had this vaccine? Because it seems like some real weird bullshit that it was just like, oh, okay, we did it. I, and I know they were studying it in mirrors, but. I mean, uh, I think any way you look at it, we've been lied to in from one direction or another. Yeah. Either they knew about COVID from the very beginning, way before it actually came to China or even came to us. And they were, they were anticipating it and they made this vaccine in anticipation of something like this, or, um, I don't mean it, it or like it, it, it means that, um, I don't know what I was trying to say, but I just feel like the, the bottom line is, is that there's some shady business that they aren't being honest with us about. And I don't understand, I guess I've just never been under, under the, like as a nurse, like when you are talking to a patient and you are like, when we, we get a patient ready for surgery, for example, we have them fill out so many forms yeah. and we go over and over and over the procedure with them. And then the doctor goes over the procedure with them. And then the anesthesiologist will go over the procedure with them. So that the, the, the patient has been fully informed of all of the decisions that they are going to be making this is not the case with this vaccine. And that's what makes me very angry. I mean, yes. I, and that's what my problem is. Um, and, you know, I have a son that has autism. So, you know, I do, I, I'm very, I'm, children that are, that have autism are more susceptible to toxins in the environment. So we have them on like a gluten-free and we try to give them like a, an organic diet as much as possible. 
So for me, it's like, I would love for there to be some magic fix for all this stuff, but I just am very skeptical that this is going to be that fix. I think they're rushing through something. I think, was it Pfizer that has been sued like so many times? Pfizer has, yeah. Pfizer. Yeah. And, and then they're trying to make has never brought anything to market and what they've brought to quote unquote pseudo market with this vaccine isn't even like an FDA approved item. It's an FDA like authorized emergency use only item. Yeah. And it's just like, which I actually would trust the Moderna one more only because the woman that was doing the studies on it had been studying the same type of vaccine and mirrors. So mm-hmm. uh, if that's even true. Um, but when I was reading about it, uh, people saying that there's only like a 60 to 70% of efficiency. Um, I thought, you know what though? I go ahead and that would be the one that I would want because I know that it had been tested in apes. I know that it had been tested in people. I know that she was working on it for mirrors, which is a lot more dangerous than Mm COVID-19. And I think it's, it's kind of odd to me that like most people had, have never heard, had never heard of that disease before. Um, that that is odd before that like they didn't yeah. know what it was but like anybody that's been to the middle east is aware of it and um you would think that that would be something you they would have had a vaccine for a long time ago you know a lot before even allowing people to travel over there because that's much more dangerous than what we have going on now mm-hmm. uh, but really out, outside of all of it i think the most dangerous thing the absolute most dangerous thing is um, having people locked in their homes the way that they've been doing and uh, just having people um, give up power and not and, and give up any sort of thought process. It scares me more than anything that people are just willing to like, be like, okay, okay, we'll just, you know, stay inside. And this is coming from someone who I wear a KN95 mask everywhere I go. I wash my groceries. I am super cautious. Like I am like that person because I have a comorbidity and my son does. And I'm super, super like, I just know what happened. Like I said, I know what happens when he gets a cold, how bad it is. Other people shouldn't be doing that. There's no reason. There's no yeah. reason. I mean, well, and that's, I mean, yeah. you were probably doing that before all of this yeah. anyways, okay, right? That, oh, that's the other thing I should say. Those are things that we've done you know, those are things that we've done, like actually wearing a mask. I remember Dr. Fauci saying, and people keep saying he never said this, but Dr. Fauci said there was no reason for healthy people to wear a mask at the beginning of this. He did. And he, okay. I'm not like, I was like, I'm not losing my marbles. Yeah, I no, know you're that not crazy. He, he said that. And I remember thinking like, I'm going to go ahead and wear one because we wear it at flu season still, like not everywhere, but like, if I'm going into like a hospital or something, just because I don't, you know, yep. you know, like, but I always wear just a surgical um, mask yeah. uh, and not even all that often. But when he said that, I thought it was very strange, but then to switch to be like, Oh, we have to wear it. Um, that's, but that's the key. Every, is that, and not just, that is like, why everybody has to mad. wear it. <laughs> yeah. And then to say that like a cloth mask is fine. Like, but he also wrote Rip a t-shirt and put that thing around your, yeah, but then he also 
like wrote a whole, I think a dissertation or a paper uh, back in 2008 saying how during the Spanish flu, the Spanish flu, not yep. the, you know, I'm not going to say like the 1918 flu, the Spanish yeah, no, flu, the Spanish <laughs> flu. Uh, that, that most people died from bacterial pneumonia from their mask because they yep. were wearing these dirty, nasty masks. So mm-hmm. what are most people dying when they have COVID, when they have these, what is the, the thing that they're dying with, they're dying with COVID, but they're, a lot of them are getting pneumonia. And I'm like, are they getting it because of this? Are they getting it because they're reusing these other masks? Like, well, that I mean, brings, and that brings up like, like a whole bunch of other stuff. Like if you mm-hmm. ever listen to Monica Perez, like they talk about germ theory. Right. Yeah. So what that's like one of the biggest mistakes that people think is like the cause of the disease is this is the virus. But the cause of the disease could also be, and we're seeing it. I mean, we've already talked about it. It's immune compromise. It's people who have a bunch of comorbidities and it could be the environment that you live in. Like the Spanish flu, for example, a lot of the people that were coming down with the Spanish flu were soldiers in barracks. And then they were living in, um, you know, they were living next to the horse stall and they were burning horse poop next to the barracks. So a lot of these people were, they had the virus then they're breathing in poop smoke and then <laughs> they're sleeping in it and getting, you know, they're, they're wallowing in it basically. So it's probably the virus probably had maybe like 10% of the cause of the disease, but everything else, it was just a, yeah. it had, that's the, that's what um, causes the disease is like multiple factors and that's usually true in almost any case really well Mm -hmm. i mean look at this this is the thing that i i'm so glad you brought that up because i'm gonna sound much less tinfoil hatty for bringing this up los angeles should have been hit super hard at the beginning of this we should have Mm -hmm. been just rocked by this like new york was because we have LAX, we are a hub for the world, just like mm-hmm. New York is not at that level, but pretty darn close, right? Yeah. Right. We didn't have our spike until after all these fires. Yeah. And it to me, it's like you guys have to look around at what's actually happening. Our governor locked us inside. Then we had all of these fires, which for someone like me, it's like, I could feel it. Like it could literally like where I'm at, we get a lot of fires. I'm in a high fire area. Um, I, I know before it's even, before it's even announced, like oh, I can feel it. So to have months and months and months of that, and mm-hmm. then to be told, you know, you can't be inside, you can't be inside. You have to wear a mask, which already you're breathing through your mouth. It's causing, you know, like dry mouth, dry weather, this fire, mm-hmm. yeah, smoke airs in your uh, in your throat, in the lining of your throat, like nobody could think that that's not making you more susceptible to when you do get sick. Um, and then to, to compound that with saying, don't go, you know, like our governor saying you can go for a walk, but then all the mayor saying you can't not in my area because they're not crazy here, but, um, (laughs) like, to say like, oh, you need to stay in, you need to do this. And everybody needs to shop at three stores because really the best thing to do if you want to keep people apart is to close everything except for three places and cause a bottleneck. Yeah. It's, it's just wildly inaccurate information. Like I walk into like uh, home goods and there's, you know, the arrows on the floor and I'm like, 
this is the most anti-science bullshit I've ever seen. You're literally making people go down a path that they wouldn't naturally go down so that they could get to, you know, something on the other side of the store, but you're making them all gather with all these other people. It's like, you're trying to get them sick. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I don't know. It's just, I try not to attribute like stupidity, like malice to where there should be, where it's stupidity, but like, but well, we can't forget that there is malice. We can't. I, yeah. I, think, I think that the thing is too, is that like, you're not, there's so many factors that you have to think about. And so like you were saying, like, in, like California wasn't as hit and LA wasn't as hit as bad as New York. Well, people in LA tend to be a lot more healthy and a lot more conscious about like their diet, their exercise, everything in New sunshine. York. It's a whole, yeah. And you have a lot more sunshine, New York, not as much. Um, you're living, a lot of people are living on top of each other. They go in the subways underground and breathe all that nasty air. And there's homeless people pooping and peeing all over everything. And you're breathing all of that in your lungs. That's true. Talking and also rat poop. I mean, I live in Chicago. Okay. And I'm, you know, I remember like getting in the, on the L train and stuff like that. And I remember just like, that's just how, seeing rats everywhere. That's so, how LA is so now. Like it's not this. I mean, if you go, yeah. you can go to downtown LA without encountering um, more feces than you ever want to see. Like it's nasty. It's so disgusting. But yeah, I mean, I agree. There's other, there's other factors. But so LA, and that's what I'm saying is it's like I don't believe that the reason why I don't believe that COVID nineteen by itself is as dangerous. I think it has got to be like a mixture of many factors. You know, like you were saying with um the comorbidities and all of that stuff i also think it's just the way the person a person's lifestyle um and i think it's people's genetics too i mean there's some people that didn't die from the plague the black plague and we look we look back at that and we find out that they had a specific like gene variant that um all these people survived and that same gene variant helped people survive aids for some reason so it's like we there's so, I mean, the fact that we think that science is the answer to everything. Um, I mean, let's just be real. We, there's so much we don't know. And there's so much that we, we ignore, like you were saying. Yeah. Science in or being that like, it's a constant investigation and constantly asking questions and trying to prove like, or like, you know, really disprove your hypotheses. So you have a better idea of like what actually is true. So like, but the religious science yeah. that, that's, um, that's sort of taken over this year. And it's like, here's, here is science and you follow this and it's impenetrable and yeah. no, you can't ask questions and only certain pr- science priests are able to alter it maybe slightly. Um, yeah. Fauci's allowed to do whatever he wants. Trust Fauci. Yeah. Uh, it's like, you know it's a process it's not this like yeah constant thing there's a bastard bastardization of science that i've seen it's ridiculous because i do believe that actual science uh you know math and science i believe do answer a lot lot of of questions questions that we have absolutely in the world but i think that what we're seeing now isn't science i think what we're seeing now is tyranny under the guise of science. I think that, and what, and what we see, that's what we see in the upper echelon 
of society. And what we're seeing in the lower echelon is religion masquerading like as science. And, you know, it's this authoritarianism. And then these people that are like, okay, well, you're saying it's science, so we'll go along with it. But it's only this science. There's not this other science. And yeah, just I, these doctors, not those doctors over there that are yeah. disagreeing with these. Yeah, doctors. and it's, so it's like, these, not those. When I was a kid, you had a hypothesis about something, or you know, in first grade when you learn it, second, third, whatever, and you say, "Is this how this is?" That's basically what it. You know, that's what the question is: "Is this what I think it is, or is this what this is?" And then you go and you test it, and you find out. Oh, it is. Oh, it isn't. You know, maybe it is. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're wrong. But it's not really about whether you're right or wrong. It's just about finding out the answer. Now, the question is, how do I make what I want it to be the way I want it to be? That's exactly what is happening. Yep. It's and nothing should wake you up more than just the over the summer when we were talking about surges happening all over different states, and then George Floyd gets killed and now let's just all go out and protest it's okay to protest duty to be outside just flood the streets don't even bother wearing a mask don't worry about social distancing in fact let's punch people in the face let's burn businesses down let's just do all that because that's more important than covid right now and let's not forget after the election when it was announced that Biden won by the media who has absolutely <laughs> authority to announce the president of anything uh, yeah. announced that he was the president. Uh, all the people in the streets packed like sardines. Oh, yeah. 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 And we talked how there was no spike about that where the and then people say they're wearing masks. I'm like, yeah, they're also passing around blunts and wine bottles to yeah. random yeah. strangers. So like, but the religiosity I, of the masks, the masks yeah. will save them. So the masks will save you. <laughs> and then the just, oh my gosh, the absolute like narcissism of all of a sudden the mask went from protecting yourself to I'm where I'm doing this for you. I'm wearing. And I'm a- like, just don't. I don't care. Oh Stop. yeah, it, it's done. It's done quite a flip flop though. So first, like the idea of the mask was to wear your for, for yourself and then like w- that was kind of just like not really doing it for people yeah and then it was like well no no no, it's for other people for other people. so you're selfish if you're not wearing the mask because you 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 wearing the mask is protecting others from you which again yes yeah. but i'm not sick fairly close to nonsense but you might be yeah like I, yeah but I'm, I'm not but you might and i be. think that's just it it's just like we heard it's it's stupid to wear a mask don't even bother to like let's wear a mask and then we heard like um asymptomatic you know asymptomatic people can't spread it okay well never mind they can for i'm sorry they definitely (laughs) can and uh, even though study after study now has shown that they can't but they absolutely can yeah but we're still under that under that that, um assumption that they can't my favorite is not only should you wear a mask but you better not wear a KN95 mask because that's for a healthcare worker. That's for the healthcare. But your regular mask made out of cloth is going to <laughs> save you, but healthcare workers can't wear them. So you selfish asshole, don't you dare wear a KN95 mask mm-hmm. because 
that's for people that really need them, but your mask is fine, but you can't wear the other one and it's not fine for them. I don't know how like COVID knows that if you're a healthcare worker, you're wearing a cloth mask and it's suddenly more dangerous, but, and how it knows like, oh, they're not a healthcare worker, so it's fine. Um, But yeah, I was actually, I actually had someone call me selfish because I do wear KN95 masks. My husband actually, um, wow. Get them because he started a business during all of this to, um, you know, make sure that sets and stuff like that. And, um, you know, we, he, we were out of, he was out of work for nine months. We had to do something, but yeah, when I wear it, people, I still get looks from people as if Like like, how dare I wear that? And I'm like, I don't care. Here's the thing. I would let everyone in this town die to keep my kids safe. I don't care. Like, <laughs> like at the same time where I'm like, I will fight for your children for school choice. I will also let every one of them die and I'd eat your dog if my kid was hungry. But <laughs> that's, that's how I feel. I'm a mom. Sorry if you think I'm an awful person. I kind of am, but I'm a good mom. So like, yeah, it's a weird set of rules. That's, that's what it is. It's a weird, arbitrary, like bureaucratically driven set of rules. It's not science. Yeah. And I think that's the part about COVID that's really frustrating to everybody, not just me. Um, it's just that the rules keep changing. You know, like the N95 was like you're saying here in in my town, there was a chick who is complaining about seeing somebody walk into Whole Foods wearing a face shield instead of a face mask. Yeah. And I'm like, aren't you just happy that she's covering her face? Like this is a woman who will complain about like nobody. The reason why we have surges is because nobody will wear something. Well, here's somebody wearing something on their face that literally probably stops droplets better than your cloth mask that you're wearing right now. And you're getting mad at her. Like, Please. I, that's why I just, I'm ready for the meteor to hit because I can't deal with all the disconnect, you know, it's just. Yeah. I have two theories on that one. I think that the we're living in a parallel universe because a meteor was supposed to hit us and it didn't. And so this is what was happening. It's like, if you guys ever saw that final destination or it's like, it's coming back around. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And my other theory is, um, it's not even a theory. It's just that I'll never, ever, ever for the rest of my life, believe anyone that is like a pro like mandate mask or pro lockdown person that says I would never go along with the Nazis. Like, fuck you. You would be them. You would be them. I've watched it this whole year. People that are itching they cannot wait it's so many people that cannot wait to be middle management that's ex- it's, it's yeah. just so yes. many like little tattletaling like calling on their neighbors the lady that called the police on her husband because he wanted to walk his dogs in australia was like wow oh my gosh like you she are the should worst. probably be if that was my wife I would go lick a shopping cart at the grocery store, get sick and cough in her face and hope she died. Like I, I was going to say like, something about crocodiles or, you know, <laughs> okay. I wouldn't, some yeah. I wouldn't dangerous, that, like, a dangerous Australian animal out there in the outback. Spiders. Spider crab. Yeah. Find her way back. People that are just like, Oh, so, I know. I mean, And here's the thing, like, I keep reiterating this, like, I'm probably the only person on my cul-de-sac 
who I make my kids wear a mask the whole time they're outside. I wear a mask. None of the neighbor kids do. I've noticed though that when they come to play with our kids, they all wear masks now. Like I've never asked them to. I'm not going to ask anybody to, but um, why can't you just leave people alone or just not be around them? Like I, like, yeah. Like you, to me, it feels like people are lazy and that's what it is. Like they don't want to, they don't want to have to follow, like they don't want to have to follow the rules themselves. Or like, if I'm following the rules, everyone else has to like, sorry. Like I wish that I was 120 pounds and could eat whatever I want. Like my, one of my best friends, but like, I'm not. So that's how life works. I have to do other things. Like, sorry, Mm -hmm. it's a bummer. And like, this, I think it goes along with everything else we're seeing. Like everything has to be equal. Like if they get it, I should get it. If they don't have to do something, why do I have to do it? If I have to do it, they have to do it. It's like, yeah, it's not equal. Like just, I don't know who told you who's selling you that lie, but yeah. like you have to make decisions. You have to grow up. You have to make the right choices for yourself. And it's like, not everybody's going to wear a mask around you and you really are kind of just an asshole. If you're calling the police on them or getting in their face, like, what are you even doing with yourself? Turn your head and walk away. Well, and it's just a lot of, even if they're not like, I, I've seen this all over Facebook and, you know, it's like, even if you're not getting in their face in the moment, you're going home and you're getting online and you're complaining about these people. Like, why do you have, nothing else to do like that you need to do that it's like the trump derangement syndrome stuff too it's like why does anybody make you that mad why do you allow the world outside of like people who you have no impact on your personal life whatsoever why do you give a shit like really there's only been (laughs) one time where i felt like frustrated during all of this because of other people's actions and it was my neighbors who know that my kid is immune compromised and they all got sick they all got this and they didn't bother to say anything when they knew our kids were playing together Mm -hmm. and I wish that they had but at the same time it's like we didn't get it because we were oh by the way we didn't get it because we were outside wearing our masks like whatever like but we did nobody had a protest sign. So I was actually really shocked because from what I heard, a barbecue or being with your neighbors That's is super true. dangerous. Yeah. Unless you are protesting. Man, um, you guys, you guys so skirted past that. I know. I was like, but um, that was the only time I was like, man, I wish they would have maybe it would have been better for sure if but they had like, that's just common courtesy. It's not like I'm like, I hate you. I'm never gonna talk to you again. Yeah. I was like, okay, we know that that's just how this is, you know, like, but maybe they were sick and didn't think about it. When they got better, they went out. Like, (laughs) I don't know. I tend to give people, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt unless I see them being towards others, you know? Um, Well, that's, I think that's a good way to look at life because then you're not always just angry and pissed off at everybody. And if you're not hurt at the end of the day, you know, then you, then just be glad. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they also like, you know, I'm sure they, it was like after, you know, they probably just didn't even think about it because it had been so long that they were just like, okay, we've been inside. Um, But it was the only time I was kind of like, why didn't you say something? But other than that, like I see people all the time not wearing masks. I did. My mother-in-law is um, a very left Joe Biden, you know, um, 
that whole thing. And she did come over for Halloween. Our neighborhood, our little cul-de-sac has a Halloween party. Um, the kids weren't wearing masks. The adults weren't wearing masks, except for my family and her. And uh, she left really quickly and she was very upset. She wanted me to say something. And I was just like, I, I am not going to do that. If She's like, but how can you guys, you guys can't be out there. You can't do stuff. Like they had a, you know, for Christmas, we ordered snow because we live in LA. It sounds so bad. <laughs> we ordered snow to come and my kids didn't go because a lot of kids there, nobody was wearing masks and they were going to be close together. So um, we waited until everybody had gone outside and ended up letting them play for a little bit afterwards. But my mother-in-law was like, why didn't you just ask everyone to wear a mask? I was like, why would I do that? They understand. Yeah, the don't and like, really it's not, work. <laughs> I would never do that. In fact, I wouldn't want them to do that. Now, when they come over to my house and play in my backyard, then I'm like, Hey, if you guys want to be back here, you have to wear a mask because you guys are getting super close and it freaks me out. Um, but if they're playing in the street, like I don't say anything like, and I, it yeah. really, it bothers me so much that there's a mentality that she thinks that I should go and police other people or parents yeah. else's kids. Like, no, like I, I, that's just not who I am. And where she, I had to put my hand on her shoulder a couple of times and be like, stop. Because she wanted to say things. And I'm like, mm. look, it's a different viewpoint. But I, this is yeah. my neighborhood. These are, yeah, the no, I live here. These are my people. Yeah, this is like my neighbors are very close to them. I know all of them. I've been in their homes. It's not, you know, this yeah. is a very unusual situation for Los Angeles. I don't want to lose that. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. But that I sounds think like a safe haven. Like, amongst probably yeah I mean a lot crazier pockets of land yeah so I, I mean I I get it it's not like I just it's not like, my whole point and that wasn't like to trash my mother-in-law I love her she's a great woman she's I absolutely adore her but that I'm not just around people like me all the time you know I'm mm -hmm. around there's a oh, lot yeah. of people, most people in Los Angeles tend to um fall kind of how she falls on on this whole issue um what I'm just saying is like, I get that they're real people. I get that they're real issues, but at, you know, some point you have to kind of say like, you have to put your hand on someone's shoulder if they're doing this and say like, it's safer for you to just walk away. Like you're not changing their mind. You're not changing their heart with what you're going to do right now. All you're going to do if you call the police or if you get in their faces, possibly get yourself sick if they're sick or, if you call the police, possibly get a police officer sick or put them in a situation. Yeah. Like, like if you think that they're a threat, you think they're a threat because they might be sick. If they might be sick, why would you try and expose them um, purposely to other people? Yeah. Orders with other people. So um, that's kind of where I'm at with that. Like if you have someone in your life like that, if you could pull them aside and be like, this is a deal. Um, you know, if not, I would just try not to be around them if you didn't have to. Like, you know. Yeah. I don't know what else to I think that's yeah. the thing I think that's the key though I think a lot of people who are in who are libertarians or anarchists they are just that they, they don't want to be you know the boss of everybody else and they don't want people being the boss of them you yeah. know and I think that's the key because yeah I think and that's something that that the left and the right are not so good at is not being like not wanting to tell everybody what to do. That's. Yeah. Know. 
And I think the people on the right too, just for the record, I'll be quick because I know I've talked so much. I'm sorry. If somebody's wearing a mask, if someone's wearing a face mask, whether you approve of it or not or whatever, leave them alone, man. They're not like a seer, a jerk or like a COVID or whatever they're, I don't know what that, you know, because they want to wear a mask or because there's someone like me who wants to get the vaccine, like just let us live our lives too. Like, I don't care if nobody else gets it. In fact, I was very clear. I said today, can't wait till I get my shot. Cause then I don't have to wear a mask or pants. Cause I don't plan on wearing pants either. I'm going to be hot. I'm going to be naked. It's um, <laughs> a side note. Uh, but there, yeah. I, like, look, I, I don't care. Once I take, once I get my shots, I'm not wearing the mask. And if you didn't get a shot, I don't, that's, I don't care if you get sick, you should have got a shot then like whatever. I, uh, that's, that's just how it is. You probably won't get sick. I don't know. I might, who knows? We all make choices. We all take risks, whatever, but like, just, well, we, know, we don't do that with the flu shot. We don't go crazy and shame people no. for not getting that. I mean, and I if never, you get, if you don't get the flu shot and you get sick, then we're all like, oh, sucks here. Maybe you should everybody, go everybody take some Tamiflu. All of a sudden they were like, well, they were outside. They must've gone to a wedding. They must've gone to an indoor Trump rally. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. They must've they must committed some sin Something that wasn't on the pre-prescribed list of things you're allowed to do, which are very minor. And yeah, no, I mean, I have heard that language all year because of my job. I had that conversation and I said, I hope they fucking did because I'd be pissed if I did everything right and still got this. I hope that they were, I, I, am I allowed to cuss on the show after two hours? Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like I hope that they slept with every stranger that they met on Tinder and went to clubs every night and drank at bars. I really think that was worth it. Like, because yeah. you, like, come on. Yeah. Like it's the same people that say, I don't give homeless people money because they're going to use it for alcohol. Well, if I was on the street. I'd be drunk too. Like, yeah. if I was like, right now, I'd be drunk too. So. A lot of shoulds. That's the problem is <laughs> if people have in their mind that things should be certain ways and there's and I think that you need to just get rid of all the shoulds yeah you don't know and it's none of your business and if it happens if people like like in my mind I'm like if people get sick then we should as a nurse like take care of them without judgment and if they don't get sick then ask them what they did that boosted their immune system learn from them like you know instead of demonizing people for every damn thing just you know take it, take one day at a time and just take it in stride and like maybe learn a lesson from it instead of trying to find some reason to hate people for it. A woman. Yes. A woman. woman. (laughs) I'm kind of like in some, which something that I've been thinking about for a while, like, um, you know, and that's always sort of the, what we're experiencing is really always the result of the collectivist mindset. And so notice throughout history and even our own crazy history of 2020, the collectivization of people isn't towards something better. Ultimately, it ends up collectivizing everybody to the bottom. It's just a race to the bottom. So really like we all were, every person was treated as if they were a leper. We were all typhoid Mary. 
everybody was the same and everybody was unhealthy and capable of of, of making other people sick. We're all in this together, but like we're all in this together at the bottom instead of, instead of, you know, doing the proper things in terms of like, okay, paying attention to statistics as they started to come out and the data, like who is at risk? Um, what can we do to make them less at risk, though they'll probably still be at risk because some of these um, comorbidities are chronic and, you know, aren't going to be fixed overnight. So what can we do to make their lives better? And everybody else who doesn't have any of these things being affected, like, be careful, um, stay healthy. Here's some other things that you guys can do to make sure your immune system's intact. And, um, you know, maybe avoid those people that might be more prone to sickness or a harsher version of this. Like we, everybody, you know, we had enough data when those two California emergency health doctors were coming out and saying like, like that was early. And remember they were immediately blacklisted, but they were were right back then. Like we had enough information to work with and, to make it not a one size fits all and everybody's sick and disgusting and gross, like, you know, but like, so in doing that, they're making it like, and as we've kind of mentioned and alluded to throughout this conversation tonight, a lot of things that they've um, mandated us all to do, I think has made a lot of people less healthy and has done absolutely nothing for the people that were sick or maybe mo- more prone was it to the bakersfield doctors is that what they were it was the two doctors that, that on the emergency room in bakersfield yeah, yeah. So and were they also saying uh, that were they also saying that the hydroxychloroquine they were using that with so. success okay i don't i, I don't think so. talking about that or not but there's this is a thing that i noticed it really paralleled with this whole thing um Outside, like the, the thing that is the people that are most at risk are older people. So what can you do, you know, to kind of change that comorbidity besides not get old? Like you just can't. Yeah. The second thing that was really talked about a lot was obesity. So for me, um, I had talked about, I was over 300 pounds uh, last year, or I guess in 2019 and kind of started working on it, gained some weight back in the start of this but I really decided like, I need to take control of this because obesity is a huge comorbidity. And so I joined Weight Watchers. I, you know, whatever people can disagree with my method, but whatever, um, started trying to work out where I could and really lose that weight. And it's coming off slowly, but I'm doing it. We have this weird dichotomy that's going on right now, though, where just yesterday Cosmopolitan comes out and says like, this is healthy with a, a, obese woman who's bigger than me right now you know I know they can't see this I guess this isn't like that but (laughs) where they're I keep thinking that it's gonna be on YouTube because that's what my show is on but it's like where they're saying that's healthy and I'm like that's not not healthy we're literally in the middle of world timeout and that's the second (laughs) like one of the second biggest things yeah and we're saying that health at any size except that it's not except that that's who we've got in the hospital right now, except that what we should be telling people is like, Hey, I'm not saying we shame them and be like, Hey, fatty, stop eating cheeseburgers, but seriously, stop. Um, but like, (laughs) let's slow the roll. Like, (laughs) yeah. Like, but like to say like, take the bun off at least. 
that you should yeah. do. Um, uh, like maybe you should consider losing weight. I mean, I'm sorry if you feel shame about that, then maybe there's a reason like that you, yeah. you yeah. feel shame about that. Whatever. We can get into that. Talk to your therapist. I know I got a therapist to deal with my issues about it, like to try and lose weight for it, like not to go off on that rant, but like, we're literally telling we're, we're literally in the middle of a double down on the fat positive movement in the middle of world timeout. Yeah. Like yeah. I refuse to call it a pandemic because yeah Yeah, but like uh, it's it's like what are we doing it's we've done everything to keep people at home keep them sick keep them unhealthy and then told them oh you're beautiful at every size you know what like I'm not gonna lie people that can't see me like for 38 I'm I'm pretty good looking um but I'm still fat (laughs) like I'm still fat those two things they have nothing to do with each other. I'm yeah. still unhealthy. I'm more healthy than I was when I was over mm-hmm. 300 pounds, but I'm still over 200 pounds. Like I'm still unhealthy. I'm only five, six. If you look like me, you're not healthy. Okay. Maybe one of you out there, maybe one of you is just all muscle and good for you, but I, we don't work in anomalies. Like you can't yeah. do that. If that was the case, then no, like, hospital rooms wouldn't be full of people that like the people that weren't old 70% of them wouldn't be giant people Mm -hmm. like I mean not whatever like I'm so just furious to continue to see this that we're continuing as a society to tell people like to do to feel good about yourself at the sake of actually having good physical health and keeping yourself safe. You want to put a mask on, but you take it off to just eat poorly and sit around. Like, what do yeah, you do? Yeah, and smoke cigarettes. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, well, and I think that's the thing is that it's um, a lot of, there's too much reliance on the masks and social distancing to stop the spread. Like, we all know that the virus is going to be here now. It's here. It's not going yeah. away. It won't go away. Mm-hmm. Uh, what will make it, less powerful or uh, less powerful is herd immunity. That's going to be people getting it that are healthy and getting over it, protecting the weak. That's what it's going to have to take. Why are you um, little? Why are we keeping kids out of school? Exactly. I don't understand this. All, most I, kids, if you know, healthy kids that don't have comorbidities. If and maybe the masks are making things worse too. Like that's I, another I thing. It's like, can we not even possibly ask that question like you ask that question you get totally attacked for that and i'm like i'm just trying to find a solution because we have been wearing masks like in my town we have a mask mandate we have been wearing masks we're not wearing masks la like you said at the very top of the show is already super health conscious like very health health conscious are we really these people masked up as soon as they were told to and people are like well la's having a surge because people are going out and partying not wearing masks bullshit i walk around this town and the only people saying that are people that don't live here okay because yeah. everyone is masky 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 yeah they're yeah. all i mean they're all doing it okay it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, are there some people that aren't? Yes, there are, but they're really open and out of it. Nobody's secretly not wearing a mask. I just feel like it's making things worse. I think that, I, I think that it's suppressing people's respiratory system. I think it's people are breathing into a mask and breathing in bacteria. A pathogen bear, like bear. It, I mean, it, and it these and people, 
people are not going to wash their masks either. So, you know, let's just, let's just be real. There's going to be some people that are gross. They don't, they, they think the mask is going to fix everything. So they don't wash their hands. They don't wash their mask. They take the mask off once they've been around a bazillion people and they put it in their pocket and then they bring it back out the next time they go out. So they put all that shit back on their face and then they touch their face a thousand times because the Uh, mask isn't working. So let's just be real. The mask is not the answer to the problem. If we're going to really, like you were saying with the, with the obesity and other comorbidities, like maybe we should explore other reasons or other ways to prevent this from being so yeah. deadly to people, yeah. but you can't, but you can't, you can't, because uh-uh. as soon as you say that, it's like, well, the rock got it. He's super healthy and he was really sick. Well, you, do you know how, is he dead? Yeah. We honestly don't do know you anything really about know? him because he said it was really rough. Like our, Oh, this person died. He's probably on a thousand steroids died. and steroids like, it suppresses yeah. your immune system. Or I think like, so, you know, like, like somebody just died of it and they were like, well, they probably were like a Trump or this or whatever. It's like, okay, whatever the <sighs> politics, sh- it, like really, I'll tell you right now, if for real legit science showed that if I voted for Biden, I wouldn't get COVID, I would have voted for him like three times. Cause I think that's the rule now. Right. Uh, that's possible. But yeah. So like that's, it's, ridiculous ass nine to say but like if anybody dies that was healthy from it they are like see anyone can anyone can but they can't they love the anecdotes like why don't you look at data why on what planet will we look and go kids aren't getting this kids aren't dying from this a good thing to do since we know once you get it most people get immunity is to let kids get it in schools because we also know now that they're not even great spreaders of it that like that they it's really hard for a kid to give it to an adult even an adult that lives in their own house and when they mm-hmm. do get it they tend to get a milder case of it so why not do this so that we're protecting the next generation no no we can't do that because teachers might get sick okay all right well but uh, you could let the guy at target work every day but you yeah. can't put a mask on yeah. his ass has like, to work so you can get your home yeah. deliveries oh and shit. but yeah. And then, then we've got teachers in LA, the teachers union in LA, who's like, well, we don't want to work from home because we don't want to be judged on our houses. Well, clean your house. You nasty. Oh kid. my they God. Are you serious? Okay, always something. It <laughs> really yeah, is always like, something. Oh my God. Like we, so more- where do they propose their, they- oh, well, then they said, we'll just go, we'll set up zoom camera or whatever, Google hangouts or whatever they're using in the classroom. You could teach to an empty classroom. No, they couldn't do that because it was uncomfortable and triggering. It's like, well, you know what? You triggering. Like lazy. Oh, man. You sound lazy. Okay. That's yeah. what you sound like. I don't think you're a hero. Uh, government oh. employees. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry. Get into the category. Doesn't matter if it's just as I don't, I don't buy that. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's yeah. so ridiculous that we looked at this and we see study after study showing kids are not getting sick from this. Like if it was my four-year-old, I would be like, I don't think that this is like a thing I would send her to school. I literally, the, I, two weeks before any of this started, my son's aide at school is a full-time aide. She was in Italy when all of this hit. Mm. She came oh. back from Italy. She was supposed to quarantine. She didn't. And my son was still in, in regular elementary school, was with him the whole time. 
no mask, no nothing, because this was in February of 2020, um, before it was a thing. She got really sick. My son got super sick. I mean, his blood sugar was so high. We didn't know what it was. The doctor said it was strep throat, but nothing was working. Then this whole thing hit. I got really sick with strep throat, but they wouldn't test me for strep throat. And they wouldn't test me for coat. Yeah, they wouldn't test me. They wouldn't test me at the doctor's office. They wouldn't test me in the the, um, urgent care. They wouldn't test me even if I had gone to the ER. And this was by the time that we were locked down, right? This was just to confirm that you maybe had strep throat. Just to confirm I had strep throat. They said there was no test yet that I could get for COVID, but they wouldn't even test me for strep throat. Because they said, oh, it looks like you have strep throat, except that I had a cough with it. You're a nurse, you know, people with strep throat don't get a cough. Uh, it's it's extremely rare. People with strep yeah. throat normally have a fever. but You'll they have like swollen lip nodes on you, like right here under your chin, sort yeah, of. I, I had some white spots, but uh, it was not like, it was like I couldn't catch my breath. It was. I mean, you could have had strep throat, but that might have been something yeah. else. Uh, you might have had COVID too. <laughs> uh, yeah. They also gave me an antibiotic. The antibiotic would not work. My fever was staying over 105 for over a week. I was in my wow. room for like seven days. They finally, I went usually if you're, if you have a fever that high, that's usually a, a sign you have a viral infection. Viral infections have a higher fever than bacterial infections. Yeah. Sometimes you don't even have a fever from a bacterial infection. Like it I have so bad. I've never had one from strep so, ever. So bad. And I've had strep before. I was like, this is like the weirdest case of strep ever. <laughs> um, I was, um, I, I, the antibiotics did not work. They were not working. I went in and I went back to the urgent care and he gave me a steroid shot like dexa something which Mm -hmm. at the time i said hey if i have covid this is super dangerous and he was like you don't you're fine he gave it to me and with hours within hours my fever broke and i started getting better and they were saying at the time and so that i thought well i couldn't have i couldn't have gotten you know world timeout virus because that would have been horrible nobody's taking steroids right now and then we have all these doctors in Texas who are using the same exact steroid to help people. Yeah. But, now, but we won't tell the rest of the country that the rest of the country is still like worried about this. So I'm literally months later wondering. It sounds like, like you had it. Did my, it sounds like you had it. Did my son get it? Because I'll, I'll, before that, before I was sick, two weeks before my son was very sick with strep throat again, who, which they didn't test for, but his symptoms were diarrhea, upset stomach, and his blood sugar was staying over 400, which you as a nurse know, like a type one diabetic staying over, he was going to go into diabetic ketoacidosis. I was using insulin. It was like water. Um, His antibiotics were not working, Um, but then he started to get better, but his blood sugar stayed high. So it was like, see, very strange. It sounds like they were treating a viral infection with a antibacterial. That makes no sense. That's exactly what it sounds like to me too. And this was in February, March, right? When, right before, and then right as we got sick. So to me, I'm like, why? I think that this was here. Obviously, like I said, we had somebody that had contact with people that had this. Um, But my point in all of this super long winded story was that there were 25 other kids in that classroom that sat next to that teacher every day. Nobody, 
really got sick. My kid and me got really sick because he, I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. It just seems very strange. They all sit in the same area. They all sit right next to her during their stations, but nobody else got very sick. I'm in that, I was an aide in that classroom. So it wasn't like, I just was like, I'm assuming this. I was in that classroom every week. There were no other children that got sick. Like my son got sick. Well, I think that too, like when I, one of the things that they noticed with this disease, I mean, I know people that have had it and they got over it within like three days. So I think that there might've been other people in that class that had it, but they had such mild symptoms that they just like powered through it. Cause I thought yeah. it was just another cold, you know? Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what, and part of me wonders if we had just treated this, like it was a really bad flu season. If a lot of people wouldn't be going into the hospital that didn't need to, I mean, we yeah. had a report just I think so. a couple of weeks ago where doctors said, basically confirmed what all these nurses were saying at the beginning that they're killing people with ventilators where these yeah. doctors said we had to put these people on ventilators not because they needed them, but because at the time we didn't know that the, how bad like the projection was from them coughing and yeah. we had to take, we couldn't risk them, you know, breathing on other patients or breathing on us and getting us sick and then killing yeah. us. We didn't know. So we put them on ventilators because there's less aerosol with a ventilator. Yeah. And I mean, it was in the Los Angeles times. I don't yeah. know if you guys saw it, but. Oh I mean, Yeah. They, and basically the response from people wasn't like, oh my God, they killed people knowing what they were doing, that that's, that's evil. Um, the response was like, well, they did what they had to do. It was the beginning of a pandemic. It's like, no, 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 no. what? (laughs) And, And because those death rates and those numbers, they get so they get a ton of money out of death. Well, that too, that's besides the point, but like. And that, but that is a very important point. There is like an incentive to have these deaths. If they die on a ventilator, they get like three times as much. But it's like, so these numbers were artificially inflated, but, you know, just like the PCR tests are very, very flawed and like the false positivity um, rate is crazy huge, but like we're still going off of this really poor information and incorrect and inflated data acting yeah. as if like the world really did end, but really it didn't. Yeah. Um, you just, you just have to like be open. You, you just have to be open to like good news. And a lot of people weren't open to good news about it. Yeah. Before. Still aren't, still aren't. Yeah. It's like, people are saying like, they're taking this cautious view of like, we have to take the worst case scenario and believe it no matter what. And yeah. I did that. I tend to do that. I tend to be one of those people. I've been in therapy for, you know, like a year and a half now. Um, and I, and it's one of the things that I'm working through in therapy that I'm realizing that's not, it's a safeguard, but it's also becomes a mental illness. Mm-hmm. I guess a woman illness. Now we're not allowed to have anything. Oh, yeah. uh, um, so mental. A mental <laughs> illness. Uh, thank you. For the, thank like, you for the correction. I, I'm, you know, I'm just trying to keep it woke up in here Thank um, God. and as and as is actually a bisexual white woman I have to make sure I get my token victim status in um the that you know I, I make sure that I I you know front for the feminists um anyways I have seen other people do what I just tend to do in life and I think a lot of people tend to do that but that's not you can't operate like that forever yeah. no I mean, 
my therapist has literally told me like, you need to go on a vacation. You need to eat food that you don't put in a microwave. Like you need to go, if you can find an Airbnb, go to it. You need to let your children go outside, even though there's a risk, like it's making me kind of tear up to even think about it because it is scary, but you also have to fight through it. So like, I'm, I really have a lot of empathy for people that I think a lot of people are just really scared, but you also have to fight through it. You also have to stop listening to the news. You have to start looking at statistics and not worst case scenario. Like Mm -hmm. the truth of the matter is you can look at this and the reality of it is that you have a less than 1% chance of dying or you can look at it that the reality also is that you have a 50-50% chance of dying no matter what you do all the time. So yeah, you could have a 50-50, that's just how it is, but that's not the reality. That's just how it feels. Like, yep. My boyfriend always says we're not escaping the grave. Yeah. Well, I mean, do you want to go, do you want to be on your deathbed regretting all these experiences that you never did go do because you were just afraid to that something bad was going to happen. You know, like everybody's going to, everybody has a bucket list and I I don't care who you are. Everybody has a bucket list of things that they would like to accomplish in their lifetime. And if you die before you get to do any of those things, you're going to feel like you just didn't really live. Yeah. So what is the point what is the point in hiding away and not living your life? You're going to die anyways from something. And that's what this kind of past year has taught me. Cause I spent the last four years um, dealing with personal issues with my ears and stuff. I wouldn't go on a plane. I wouldn't go underwater. I would wash my hair once a month because I was so afraid of water or anything near like mm-hmm. uh, it was triggered because you know, of a lot of other stuff, but um I realized actually talking to my therapist yesterday, I was like, this has not really been a big issue since it started. And I thought that this was the biggest thing in my life, but I'm like, the biggest thing in my life is that I realized I don't want to just survive my life. Yeah. I want to live my life. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's like, if they can take anything good out of this is that that's what I've learned from this is like, life doesn't tend to get easier if you wait it out. It just tends to get harder and harder. So it's kind of like a video game. If you don't learn from that first level, if you don't start (laughs) figuring out what to do, it's not going to get any easier. You just get better at it or, you know, game over. So that's kind of the takeaway where I'm at for right now is like, once I get my vaccine, which I know you both think I'm crazy for getting, but like, then I'm like, I'm doing all the things I just am doing all the things. And it's the first time in years where I'm like, I'm going to lose this weight. Like I would rather not eat cake and be able to go on snowboard with my kid without my knees and back hurting. And like Mm -hmm. do that than eat and wish that I could, or like, you know, think like, this is so hard. And I, I don't want to put down anybody that's overweight right now or whatever going through this. It's not easy. I know it's so difficult. It's so hard. Um, but it is so much harder. I would imagine to get to the end of your life or get to like, if you're young and you're overweight, I really encourage people just lose that weight because I'm 38. Now I look back at my life and like, it just, it is a pure vanity like thing. I think, God, I could have been so gorgeous. I could have done all the things I could have had sex with all the people. And <laughs> like, I mean, I kind of did, 
all of them. Like, I kind of did, but like, I could, there could have been so many more people. Um, uh, but like, not, I mean, seriously, I, there was a lot of things I would have gone for, but like, look at this time and be like, you have this time now. Yep. You have this time. This is the only so, time. This is it. There's no restart. Is it the, the big difference is this isn't a video game. You don't get three lives. You don't get to start over. That's it. When you're done, you're done. You're dirt. Yep. It's over with whatever the afterlife is. It's not this life. It's not here. It's not now. And so I just really hope people like look at this and be like, okay, I'm going to better myself and I'm going to push forward and I'm going to do the things that I need to do in life. And I really hope that that carries over into a liberty mindset of like, I'm not going to let anyone, I'm not going to let the government, I'm not going to let you know, Gestapo Karens on my neighborhood. I'm not going to let them stop me from living the life that I want to live. I mean, don't go out and hurt people, but like, yeah, obviously do what you want. Just don't hurt people or take their stuff. Yep. And that's a good place to end it really. Right. Yeah. We pretty much, um, I think that, um, we're probably way past Maddie's bedtime. (laughs) I know I talk, but no, but you know, it's no, it's a good conversation. It needs to happen. Yeah, absolutely. And very happy to do it. Even if I, it is past my bedtime and my cat is, (laughs) my cat is sleeping next to me on the bed, but I'm looking peaceful as ever. But so again, yeah, I know you covered it at the beginning, but um, just as a wrap, Britt, where can everybody find you and Freckles? Freckles and Britt show Sunday mornings, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, the only real time zone. Um, hey. we, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we are on YouTube. You can catch us both. I'm I'm at I'm on Twitter at Tweets by Britt, on Parlor at Parley's by Britt, but don't go there because I'm never, I never parlor do better parlor. Uh, Freckles, you can find her at Freckled Liberty on Twitter and parlor. Um, we're always, we're always on Twitter. Like you can always tweet me. And I, <laughs> I promise if I get your tweet, like I will respond. Sometimes like it's a horrible response because I'm usually stoned when I'm like on Twitter, but like, um, you know, but sometimes it's really funny. Um, but yeah, that, and then all of the podcasts, Stitcher, DLive, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, all those things. You can find us there. Great. Yeah. Hit her up, guys. And gals. Since we have to be inclusive of everyone. Inclusive. Inclusive of both genders. Oh, wait. That's admitting there's only two, right? Uterus and non-uterus carrying members of society. (laughs) (laughs) Childbearing humans uh, and people of all. Anyway. You guys, you guys know the drill. You know where to find us. Um, Vixens Voluntary on Twitter. Voluntary Vixens on Instagram. Uh, we're still there. Um, I think, you know, it might be smart for everybody to kind of make it more routine to check out our actual website, voluntaryvixens.com, or um, our network. This is MLGA. Uh, or wait, no, no, no. It's uh, MLGANetwork.com. Sorry. Yes. Um, and then, you know, speaking of alternatives and things like that, uh, well, we can put it in the link, um, or like link it to link it for the show notes, but, um, fuck YouTube. Um, and Britt, you guys should seriously consider, um, like uploading to library or something as well. Yeah, that way we can always catch you. We have been, we had, um, oh, good, good, good. Oh gosh. I can't remember his name. Josh, Justin from that is like 
the VP of library. Oh, oh. our show. Not, like, Sweet. Uh, Very cool. Okay. Kaufman is his last name. Jeremy Kaufman. Yes. And he's so nice. And we need to do that. Yeah. Because YouTube yeah. is not. YouTube will, um, will not nope. piss them off. And yeah, they're going to fry our account eventually anyway. So. As, soon as, they, as soon as they find you. Yeah. Um, which is yeah. a badge of honor, but we should all have our content elsewhere. And um, people should get used to finding us elsewhere. Um, yeah. You know. Easier said than done. I get it. You know, I'm a creature of habit, so I'm just as guilty as anybody listening might be. But, um, you know, so it's a suggestion. Do what you want. I'm not here to force you. But, you know, if you if you ever, like, lose track of the Vixens one day, we've been booted and go find us on an alternative. Um, anything else, Jesse? I mean, we're, we're on Parlor too, but like Britt saying, we're not, <laughs> we don't do anything on there right now. So that app is just like a dumpster fire. That's just like a last, like if you, if everything else falls apart, like that would be yeah. my, that will be our last. That's the bug out. App. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 Well, anyways, um, thanks again, Britt, for joining us. It was real fun. Um, we did go crazy long, um, but like Jesse said, it was an excellent great conversation and uh, you know definitely um useful for me to hear from somewhat different point of view um i think it, our listeners would probably agree as well you know i think it is since since the media and all the um self-righteous virtue signalers out there are supposedly doing all this and mandating all this and telling on people on on your and your son's behalf you know, it's nice to actually talk to you and, yeah. you know, be reminded that, uh, and you're not even the only people. It's like old, I hear old people talk about it all the time that it's like, what are you guys doing? Like, we want to see people. Yeah. Like, I want to see my stop, grandkids. Stop saying this is for me. It's actually hurting me and it's hurting for everybody. So yeah. Why would you do that if you didn't have to? It's yeah. kind of offensive. <laughs> it is, right? I think so too, you know, yeah. collectivists, they're going to collectivize and yeah. suck at everything in between. But anyway, um, everybody listening, we'll catch you next time. Uh, in the meantime, keep it sane, keep it peaceful and keep it voluntary. Mm-hmm.